Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in. This is the Deerfield Gridiron Browns postgame show coming to you live after a 37-34 Cleveland Browns victory over the Cincinnati Bengals week seven edition of the postgame show. My name's Dan here with Ryan and Steve. What's up, boys? How we doing? Feeling this good? is an awesome day. Got a dub. I don't know. I don't know how we got a dub. A but win we got is a, a win. Is a win. Is a win. No matter how ugly, no matter how it happens, it's a dub. And we are five and two. Bengals gonna Bengals. That's also I, true. Listen, before we get started, <laughs> I was crapping my pants the entire fourth quarter. This guy wasn't. He called it. He said. He said if this game is close in the fourth quarter, the Bengals will find a way to lose it. And sure enough, they did. They've done it the entire season. I mean, there are certain teams in the league, you know, the Bengals are one, Atlanta Falcons are another, uh, New York Giants are another. They, they just they just find ways to lose games. They don't make plays in the fourth quarter and in crunch time. And, you know, the, the weird thing is I didn't think the Bengals were going to get the touchdown to take the lead back with a minute left. They even did that. But, um, you know, it was still too much time. Uh, Baker and the offense was just they – were, they were just incredible in the whole second half. So – yeah, uh, Baker's um, greatness today, especially in the second half, out outweighed how truly horrific our secondary is. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, we knew our secondary, namely our safeties and our linebackers, were going to be a problem uh, all year. Um, but it, like, it was literally like unwatchable today. Could and, our coverage be any more soft? Bad, I mean, I bad. mean, there's some throws that the Bengals had where you know there are only five and seven yard throws, and yet there wouldn't even be a defender in the screen we could make. Yeah. Like, I mean, like we what in the world, is, is, guys? Okay, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the X and O guy of this podcast, but like, is that a scheme thing or is that just a lack of talent? Uh, the the outside routes, I would say, is a scheme thing because our corners actually are good, save for. Uh, Terrence Mitchell almost costing us a game by dropping that interception. Oh, that hurt my soul. Oh, that was devastating. But I, but I actually, I actually thought Denzel Ward played a really, really good game. Oh, he had a great game. Um, but yeah, the underneath stuff, man, Burrow, Burrow just he killed us with the underneath stuff today. I mean, the five, seven yard outs, the uh, the pass to the tight end and the seam, the you know he he dinked and dunked us the whole game. Um, they they hit a couple big plays in the screen game that they got chunk plays. But most mostly it was it was more the same that he did in the first game against us, where he just we just gave him five to seven yard route. The problem was is once we got to third down, we couldn't get off the field. Yeah, that was a big problem, particularly in the first half. Oh Bengals were three for three on the opening drive, and on the drive right before halftime, I think they converted two or three third downs as yeah, well. They were dang near perfect on third down for a lot of this game. It was very yeah. upsetting. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the game stats right now to see. 
exactly what their third down percentage was. We weren't even getting them the third down by the yeah, fourth quarter. The, yeah, the second half, yeah, exactly. We weren't getting them the third down. Whoa, excuse me. Didn't sleep last night. I don't know why I'm yawning because... <laughs> How are you yawning? I don't right know. Now? Like, I have what? no idea. I have no idea. I'm probably gonna like pass out and go to bed like after this. But mm-hmm. it was a roller coaster of a game. That's probably. Oh part my of goodness! It. Well, uh, NFL NFL uh, history was made in the fourth quarter with five go ahead touchdown passes thrown in the fourth quarter. Baker threw three. Burrow threw two. Wow. Well, and, and Baker had a little history of his own with those 21 uh, huh. straight completions. Started over five with a pick on the first throw. Yeah. And Looked then, like he was on his way to his worst start in his career. Could have gotten benched. I mean, we, yeah. were, we were trending that direction. People on Twitter were screaming for it. And turned it around into maybe quite possibly his best start of his NFL career. Unbelievable. I mean, if it wasn't for... And the guy threw I five mean, touchdowns. It was 23... It was 22 of 23, and that only that one came in there because he had to clock the ball. He had to spike it to, uh, to, to stop the clock. And so, honestly, I mean, he... He could not have gone with a, a tail of two. I wouldn't even call it two halves, but close to two halves. I mean, it was yeah. like he was a completely different quarterback. He started to turn it around midway through the second quarter. Uh, they got that touchdown drive um, where he went five for five for 50 yards uh, late in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And then I thought the biggest drive of the game because, once again, our defense, we scored that touchdown to tie it 10-10 with about two minutes left. And then, of course, we let the Bengals go right down the field and score right before halftime, made it 17-10. And uh, I said I thought that the biggest drive of the entire game was going to be the Browns coming out after halftime with the ball, and they went right down the field and scored. Yeah. Um, Loving himself, the tight end. I mean, this is the, yeah. this is the best Baker. And, and, you know, we know that he likes to – he's got a great relationship with Higgins. I, I swear – Six I, catches, 110 yards. I, I don't I, – I refute – like – I want to know what it is. I, I would love for right. I would love for I would love to go out for a beer with Freddie Kitchens and be like, "Yo, what happened with Higgins last year?" Honestly, or Stefanski this year. Like, why why was that guy consistently in the doghouse when whenever he's on the field he produces? Yeah, he and Baker he have a great relationship, and it's between him being Baker's safety blanket and then the tight ends. I yeah. mean, that was. That was his bread and butter all day long, and then it, you know, to 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 seal the game, the uh, the that spectacular throw to Donovan Peoples Jones. We were just talking about this uh, a minute ago before we hit record. That was like his second or third catch of his career. Yeah, that was like his first catch came from Jarvis. Yeah, and then I think he maybe had one more. I can't recall. I got to look up his numbers as well. But yeah, that was like his second or third catch of his of his young career. The just... CBS analyst actually mentioned that Peoples Jones was in, but he didn't have a catch right up to that point. Uh, and, and what you're talking about with Higgins and you know, some of these other guys, get ready for a lot more of this because Odell Beckham got hurt and he got hurt bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early Beckham, in the first half of this game. It, hopefully, he's not out for the rest of the year. I think at bare minimum. It's going to be like a Nick Chubb injury where he's going to be out for a month. Um, and, yeah. And, you know, Jarvis is still battling the cracked ribs, so he's out there playing. But he's not, he, that dude is a warrior, man. I Yes. I can't say enough about that guy. I mean, you give me 11 Jarvis Landry's on offense, and, oh, and I, I'll go play a football game. Like, that guy is toughness personified. 100%. Um, not the biggest guy, not the strongest guy, not, not the uh, fastest guy, but – that dude is all heart, and just he just produces. Such a professional, such a such a gamer, such a yeah. – yeah, just an absolute stud. And they called the – A pro's the, pro. 
they called the the trick play again that worked so well against Dallas uh, yeah. back in week four. So and Landry stands off. in, and he knows he's going to get nailed, and he still ends up throwing a Threw perfect strike a to, dime. to Peoples Jones. Like that, I tell you, guy's what, amazing. That would be my only critique in terms of some of the play calling is that it felt like we were fully. It's like. We know that Jarvis has that bruised or you know slightly cracked rib or whatever. It's like it, it looked like we were just trying to polish off the rib. Like he yeah. just kept we kept riding Jarvis, yeah. and then, and I tell you what, again he's a pro and he's a gamer and he's going to fight through all that pain and all that frustration. But holy crap, are we trying to get Jarvis killed out there? Yeah. That was that was the only thing that like had me a little bit concerned. Every time Jarvis had the ball, I was afraid he was going to get really right. hurt. I, I'm I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we're going to bring in a couple receivers this week. Um, because OBJ's out, Kadero Hodge is out. Uh, at any point, you know, take take one bad hit to the ribs again, you know, you could lose Jarvis for a while. Um, and you're down to Higgins and Peoples Jones, who Steve said may have caught the biggest pass he'll ever catch in his career. Yeah. But that that's the second hard pass. to imagine a bigger spot than that. That's the second catch. That's the second catch he's made in his NFL career. So it's not like you know he's. He's great and everything, but it's not like we can count on him to constantly produce. So we've got a bit of an issue at receiver for sure. You know, the only bad thing and Baker Austin made- and who, who knows how much longer Hooper's going to be out after an emergency appendectomy this weekend. Yeah, the only bad thing Baker did the whole second half was not throwing a good block on that trick play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was not awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I keep yawning. What what is going on? I need coffee or something. Hmm. Um, Maybe you're just so wired after the end of the game, and now you're like, well, you, you know, were there, you saw, you know, me. I was you, going nuts, you know, you're on such a huge sugar high, basically, and now you're in the yeah. crash. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, by the way, Bengals were six of nine on third down today. Uh, not nice. to be outdone, the Browns were five of seven. Um, the Bengals had 468 yards of offense. <clears throat> 387 of that was passing. Browns 398 total, 316 through the air, 82 yards rushing. <coughs> Just goes to show you how much we're missing Nick Chubb. The fact that the, we really the, are. The Browns and, and that's not a slight against Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's, Kareem Hunt's playing well. Uh, scored a touch. Scored what we thought was the game-winning touchdown um, late in the fourth quarter. Turns out we needed another one. Thankfully, we got it. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're missing Nick Chubb um, a lot. Uh, you know the brown the browns were rushing for 205 yards a game with nick chubb in there with hunt without him we're at uh just under like 98 yards rushing per game since he's been out and it just goes to show the the lack of balance today the browns usually do not win games when they have to pass the ball this much no no absolutely not and uh you know that's probably just an, an indicator of how bad the bengal's defense is um because Baker's not throwing five touchdowns against everybody. No, gosh, no. Oh, no. So no. we can't expect moving forward to continue to do this. Hopefully we're only going to miss Nick Chubb for another week because we, you know, we've got the, the Raiders and then we have the bye. So hopefully we get him back after the bye once we play the Texans. And, boy, do they stink. They are bad. Yeah, they're not looking so They hot. got crushed again today. We'll talk about so, that Some later. people are talking about uh, uh, Deshaun Watson wanting out of there. Yeah. I, I don't I blame him. I mean, I can't see that. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm saying like, like, they're not saying that he actually wants out. They're saying if if they were in his shoes. No, oh, absolutely. Like I, I don't. I. I, th- I think he's made Houston his home, and I. You know, I don't. 
So we just signed that extension. I mean, if if somebody was going to try to go to the Texans and attempt to trade for Deshaun Watson, they would need to come with an absolute king's ransom. It would be it'd be unbelievable. And I don't think any team out there would do it. And that was a popular name that kept getting thrown around uh, prior to Baker going uh, bananas and throwing five touchdowns. Everyone seems to have been screaming for we need a veteran quarterback and. Deshaun Watson could be the guy, and blah blah blah. Or <coughs> Matt, Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson are the names that I keep hearing the most uh, in terms of quarterbacks that the Browns could go for. Thankfully, for at least a week, we're not going to have to hear about that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of it. All you Baker haters, including my brother Anthony, can shut the hell up for at least a week. Yeah, uh, I'm going to bask in it this week. The guy threw five touchdown passes and was absolutely one a the reason we won the football game. Mm-hmm. Period. Period, bar none, because the defense didn't help one iota. Um, the, I tell you what, my only exception to that is going to be Denzel Ward with that pass break, that touchdown okay. breakup in the end zone. And, well, and Miles. And, and Miles Garrett right. being Miles. Miles but, Garrett I, I, was outside of Ward, today. But I'm, yeah. but, I'm, but I'm saying, like, in the second half. Oh, gosh, yeah. In the second half, if Baker doesn't match Burrow, mm-hmm. uh, Touchdown for touchdown, we don't win the game. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. did not stop the Bengals once in the second half. Right. And thankfully, we won because we scored the last touchdown of the game. Yeah, we had the ball last. Um, I had said at the time, you know, the only way Cincinnati wins this game is if they score with under 30 seconds left. They yeah. scored. They gave us a minute and six. It yeah. turns out that was just enough. We scored a touchdown yeah. with a minute six left and no timeouts. Yeah, no time. That's, that's the most impressive part because if you even have one – there was the first play of that drive – Bengals player was hanging on to Baker's leg. I mean, he gets mm-hmm. sacked there. Yeah. That probably That was is the first curtains. play of the entire drive. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a killer. It's amazing, too, how we were able to um, get chunk plays uh, with OBJ being out and Jarvis being so hampered um, with the rib injury. Yeah, I just – I think it's it's uh, kudos to Stefanski and uh, Van Pelt in terms of putting together – plays that Baker can execute on. I, yeah. I think that it, we really still need to just look at right now, Baker's the accuracy downfield had been the concern, right? Going into this game, right. even throwing too many big picks, forcing balls left and right. And in, in, in for the in, first quarter, it, it, it was looking much of the same. Right, exactly. And so for him to be able to, to maybe go short to media, uh, intermediate rather than trying to bomb it downfield, and then, and, and then to fly right in the face of that, the accuracy on that last throw, again, the, the, to Donovan Peoples-Jones, that touchdown, I mean, that ball was exactly where it had to be. It couldn't have been anywhere else. Right. And the, and the, and the footwork for Donovan was just that was absurd. Was and the pass unreal. prior to that as well, where they hit mm-hmm. the, the big gainer down the sideline. I don't remember who caught that one. but That was you know, Higgins because Higgins rolled out of bounds yeah. with – Right. Um, yeah. That was How real, big was that? That play? was the play previous. Or, Great yeah. awareness by Higgins. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't touched Did and not just get rolled out of bounds. And then roll out. That was huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with no timeouts, man. You have to be able to. You have to be able to get those plays where you can get out of bounds. I think that little time where where they actually the referee went to uh, into the replay booth to see if Higgins had been touched for uh, for clock purposes. I think that was actually really important. That allowed the Browns to further collect themselves, and I, more importantly, it gave the Bengals two more minutes to stew on their situation. Mm-hmm. And and the, you could just tell everything was just getting more and more negative on their side yeah, as the Browns moved down the field. And, and, you know, that's one situation where the fans are almost a negative if you're playing at home. Because if you're a team that consistently lumps and gives away the game at the end, 
you just know the, you know the energy in the building just almost turns against you. It's usually what we it's usually what we experience. Yeah, uh, in years past, absolutely. Yeah, and that's why I was freaking out so much at the end of the game because I'm just like, you know, it's what I have to go off of. It's like, oh, somehow, some way, we're going to lose this game. But luckily, we we're playing a team that does that even more than we do. Yeah, in the Bengals, and that is again. We'll talk more about it later. But you look across the whole league this week, a lot of that going on. Yeah, it is truly amazing how. Uh, in NFL games, how how many times they go down to the wire? Yeah, it's, it's incredible, incredible. Um, but uh, I sort of misspoke earlier. I I was talking about the balance uh, of the offense. You know, it looked like the Browns were passing all the time in the fourth quarter. Maybe they were at that point in the game, but they did pass the ball twenty nine times. They ran it twenty two times. Yeah, that's yeah. actually not bad from right. a balance standpoint. Yeah, it's just. Sorry, we keep getting these pauses of dead air. It's because I can't stop. I don't know what it is. I can't stop yawning. Um, but yeah, I mean, so so far, usually this year, it's been, you know, Baker hasn't gotten into the 30 range of pass attempts. It's been upper teens usually. And those are even in wins. Actually, most of the time that is in wins, except for last week when we just got trucked by uh, that, that, that team uh, from the southeast. Um, but, good morning, uh, good night. Yeah, not playing it. <laughs> I, maybe I would have played it if they would have somehow choked that game away against the Titans, but uh, they didn't. Rats. Um, well, what was the stat you said earlier today? The the list of teams that have more wins than the so Browns. So Nick right Wright now. from uh, Fox Sports, Fox Sports One, uh, he he put out a tweet and he said, uh, uh, "Here's the list of teams that have more wins than the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's it." That's the list. So the Browns have five wins. Now, obviously, that was at the end of the, the 1 o'clock window, and there's still games going on right now. Like, like if the Chiefs win, they, um, you know, they join that or the, whatever. The, the Ravens are on a bye week, so the Ravens are still at 5-1. and one, So, um, But, yeah, I mean, there, there's no denying it. I, for how we're getting here, I don't know, and it's pretty in, inexplicable. But the Browns are 5-2. and two. And we're Steve. You and I were talking about it right after the game. You look at the Browns' schedule; they legitimately have three hard games left. You win the game next week. Next week's a real swing game, but you win that one, you're really, really looking good. Six and two going into the bye yeah. with only those three hard games against Tennessee, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh remaining. Yeah, I mean, if you look, because I mean, you, the other teams are really bad. You know, yeah, Jacksonville, the two New York teams, Houston. Philadelphia is the only team that looks like even they're halfway decent, you know, yeah. other than those big three. Right. Um, and then the other, the, the two of the, the three hard games are you got to play the Steelers and the Ravens again. And what was the other one? Who uh, else Titans. The Titans, that's right. And and even when you look at the Steelers game, you know, they're undefeated. We play them in week 17. If they're 14 and one, like, are they going to play everybody? Probably Who knows? Not. I mean, hopefully. I mean, unless Baltimore's right there with them at thirteen and two. That right. was just what I was gonna say. Yeah, you know, hopefully they're not tied going into the yeah. last week or something. I don't. I tell you what. I know I'm always the pessimist in the room, but I look at Vegas as oh, it's uh, it's as, not it's no sure thing. Yeah, as an obstacle. Yeah. Houston's funny because they're they're underachieving something fierce, but they still have talent. And they can still strike again. I look at it in terms of 
They have Deshaun Watson. Right. Garbage otherwise. I, I, I don't know. That that all, they're gonna put the up points in our defense. Awful. Yeah. We're gonna I could see the Houston game kind of being like what happened. Um we'll also most likely have Nick Chubb back. We're gonna that will help. That'll be massively important. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, Jacksonville, I'm not too concerned. We get both New York teams. You know, I I wouldn't say that well the Jets that that one I'm comfortable saying is as close to a sure thing yeah. as there is in sport. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Giants <laughs> is, is it is it not is it, as much. Is it uh is it wrong to say that they're worse than the 0 and sixteen Browns? They very well could be. They could make a run at it. They really could. Yeah. And I think a fascinating t- – and I'm sure most folks have seen or heard some version of this. If you're Trevor Lawrence and the yeah. the Jets end up with the number one overall pick, which, frankly, I think will happen at this point. Yeah. You could almost put I, that in I, writing, I'm, in ink. Yeah. I, I would be very comfortable saying I'm coming back for my, my senior year or you, should trade your, or, or you should trade your pick. Pull an Eli Manning and say I'm, I'm, I'm not th- playing for you. This is literally not going to happen. Yeah. Just, just tell them outright. I'm declaring, but I will 1,000% not play for you. Trade imagine, me or trade the pick. Imagine a player saying that about a New York team. Like a right. big market Like he team. could go in there and he could be the savior and be the king of New York. Like he'd have that possibility. But like, but nah, who wants who to knows? do that? It's the yeah. Jets. Like I, the Giants suck, but at least like they've had success recently. The yeah. Jets blow. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Adam Gase won't be there, you know, come True. come uh, end of the season. You know, he'll, he'll be gone. True. He'll be one but, of the first but, coaches you know, on that I mean, we know, Black Monday or whatever they call it. We know it. it uh, you know, we know it firsthand, but uh, when have the Jets ever produced the propensity to make the right hire? Hmm. I mean, Rex Ryan, I guess, got to two AFC Championship games, but when was the last time they had a decent yeah. head coach? He's, I mean, he, he's been it, at least in recent memory, yeah. and I can't tell that you was anybody before ago. them. Well, hopefully the Browns are like nine and four when they get to do Christmas in New York those you know two weeks in a row, you know, and that's just a matter of you know okay you just win a couple and you're in the playoffs. So oh, it, we got to win this week. That yeah, the Vegas game. You know, we're be... already turning the page. Victory Monday tomorrow, but this game against Vegas, man. And this is a hard game to turn the page on because like there's just so much in it. I mean, if you were a, just a um, unbiased observer of this game, you were entertained. A oh lot. yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, this was, oof. I mean, not a lot of the country saw this game. Really, only Ohio and parts of Kentucky got this game. You know what? Uh, they don't deserve this. They right. don't deserve to see this game. <laughs> mm. All the trash everybody's talking about, uh, uh, talking about my guy Bake, and all this, like Stephen A. Smith, Ooh, Odell Beckham, and Jarvis Landry should demand a trade out of Cleveland. Like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, I like, mean all all the major national like talking heads. It seems like like except our boy Nick Cap- Wright. I tell you what, man, Nick Wright. Not only is he correct about who's the goat in the NBA, he's sure as hell <laughs> right about Baker Mayfield as well. <laughs> I tell you what, that uh, that's a uh, that's a uh, what's the word for it? That's a uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know the word. My, my brain is mush. <laughs> Fire take. That's no. That's no. <laughs> a, a harken back to. Two oh, weeks yeah. ago on LLTL, we had a little spi- spicy, little spicy debate, which heated disagreement, which which <laughs> I wasn't even the one disagreeing with, but I got into the crosshairs. <laughs> yeah, Daniel ended up being the one caught yeah. in the middle. I, yeah, just, right. I just was hanging out, going Hilarious. for a ride, just screaming, going on. Oh, good times. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, yeah. I tell you what. So. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I constantly go back and forth because on the one hand, we're 5-2 and two and no one can take that away from us. On the other hand, we beat the Bungles uh, by a combined eight points between these two games. You know, that's that's a little bit concerning. 
Um, wins are wins, no matter what. I get it. A win it. is a win is a win is a win. But I tell you what, I put the Browns and the Bears in that category of teams that inexplicably have a good record, but I don't really feel comfortable like believing in either. Like if we Ooh. end up right, if we end up taking care of Vegas and we end up taking care of Houston, I think it's I I, I will eat those words because we'll right. have, we'll I mean, take seven and out. two. Like right, you at can't, that point it doesn't matter how you win those games. You're seven and two. Seven and two is not an easy thing to get to. So. Right. I mean, even six and three. Let's just say we lose to Vegas, but we end up taking care of Houston. Six and three is still a great place to be. It's just, yeah, it is. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the fact that I've got this like loser like mentality oh, for so long. I just, I just can't yeah, shake 100% it. One hundred percent. What, what, like, like, uh, you could ask, you could ask Steve. As as, as soon as Terrence Mitchell oh. dropped that interception, and it ended up happening. But as soon as he dropped that interception, and the Bengals weren't even across midfield yet, I was like, they're going down scoring touchdown. Absolutely. Like, you know what's happening. Little Joe Burrow, third and 13, designed draw, Ugh. and it worked. I don't even know if that was designed, actually. I think he saw it. There was nobody in the middle of the field, oh, and he's like, God. I'm just taking it. Our second, I can't. I know it's a belabored point. Where We'd were our going, linebackers? I don't know. Hanging out, getting a smoothie, not doing their damn jobs. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I tell you what, uh, I almost, and I'm glad I didn't say anything because I was about to be like, hey, you know who didn't have an awful game for the first time in his Browns career? You know where this is going. Oh, yeah, Friggin fourth down on the goal line. Holy crap, man. Oh, I just saw that play coming a mile away. We really, I cannot wait. for. Like, I'm already looking at next season when we get Grant Delpit back. I hope he can be what God, we, we drafted. Hope, I, hopefully, I, I really hope he's. I know. Hopefully, but I well, I said this to Steve: if we don't, if we don't spend every single one of our draft picks on defense 100%. next year, I, we, I I might call for Andrew Barry's job. I don't know who on offense throw an has, offensive lineman maybe yeah, in there, but right. and I don't know whose contracts are expiring on offense. Well, we'll this is way later in the season talk, yeah. but I, I don't know who we're going to lose. But frankly, if we can keep even you know eighty percent of this offense, I'd be completely all right going yeah. out and saying. Every single draft pick should be a linebacker, a safety, or some kind of DB. You know what I mean? I feel good with our line. Uh, we need to get rid of uh, Olivier Vernon. will finally be gone. There's no way we're going to bring him back. Um, and Thank I, God. I, and I could be fine with that because he's, he's – The next time that guy makes a play for the Browns will be the first time. It, it kills me that Clowney didn't want to come to Cleveland because all of us – can you imagine what happens? If but also, I mean, what's he doing? I honestly, I, don't, I mean, he's, I mean that that Tennessee defense is pretty doggone good. They, they, they are got, good. They got handled early today by Pittsburgh, but yeah, um, they they clamped down late in the game right. to make it close. But I don't know. I just I want to get um, oh the the young rook who's having the D tackle. Um, oh, what's his name? He plays with uh, behind Larry. Jo- uh, um, Jordan Elliott. Yeah, Jordan Elliott. I need him to get fully healthy. He'll yep. be he'll be great in his sophomore campaign. Jacob Phillips, a linebacker. Um, Jacob Phillips he apparently can't stay healthy. Yeah. He got hurt in the first game of the year, then came back and got hurt immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, Ronnie Harrison hopefully will be um He got dinged a little bit at the he end. He got there, a little banged up there as well. Like but maybe it was his shin or something. Yeah. And hey, you know what? Maybe I don't know what Andrew Barry does historically or what his philosophy is on midseason trades. Maybe he does make a move before the deadline and goes for that Anthony Harris type that everyone's yeah. everyone's I mean, it could be. Minnesota is Minnesota's gonna fire sale, so Oh, absolutely, you know, and then I don't know get him. the Jets will as Jets well. Jets are fire sailing I, I right now who, too. I don't know who's on the Jets that's worth picking up, but right. you know they're going to definitely be sal- scrapping parts um, yeah. for picks. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if we do end up making any defensive secondary moves or linebacking moves. Um, 
I tell you what, I, I wouldn't shut down any idea, frankly. I, I, I would be willing to roll the dice on some, as long as we don't give up major picks. Sure. Uh, you know, sure. If, if we take a fifth-round pick, a, a flyer on some safety from another team, why the hell not? Yeah. It, it can't. It really cannot get a whole lot. Statistically, Sendejo is in the bottom – five percent of dang near every category it's just it's 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 ugly and you know you a couple of times on this podcast you've you know mentioned why is sheldrick redwine not playing more he made just about the worst yeah. play i've seen in a long Yikes, time trying to tackle 85 on the bengals on their second to last oh, touchdown but I, I, came back on the hail mary and if he's not in front of aj green the bengals would have won the game yeah that's true. the ball would have bounced right to green yeah yes yeah, because it it got deflected and then hit Shelter Redwine right in the chest. If not, uh, AJ Green standing right behind him to uh, to catch it. So that's more than likely him just being at the right place at the right time, rather than like technique and talent and all that. But pretty much. But hey, whatever works, man. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's you know, that that. Did I'm not going to give BJ Goodson credit for having uh, catching an interception that got tipped up in the air and came right down to him, but. He made the play, so yeah, well, more than Mitchell react- did. AJ Green's reaction <laughs> oh said it all. God. He immediately put his hands in the helmet and dropped to his knees. He, like, yeah, he knew, he knew like, right. oh, my God, if I just would have bounced over him somehow or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Mitchell, man. Whew. Boy. They, he's He's got to be Baker's biggest – Baker and Donovan Peoples-Jones' biggest fans right now because mm-hmm. – if we would have lost that game because he dropped that interception, he'd be getting roasted by everyone oh, right now. Boy, I mean, way more than he is now. Let's uh, let's not also forget. You know, we talked a little bit about Higgins. Um, how about let's give let's give Harrison Bryant some love. Oh my god, does that kid have a little George Kittle in him? Or, I, I don't know about. Uh, he, yeah. he needs to put a little weight on, but that guy's got a little Kittle in him. I'm telling you right now. I am a big fan. I remember when we drafted him. I remember being. So surprised that we took a tight end because and intrigued, right? And and I tell you what, though, I mean, he was the nation's top tight end yeah. coming out of a smaller school in FAU. Yeah, not a super well known program, but dude's been balling out. He's got these great hands. He had those really nice catches. Uh, his blocking, I feel like, is not at least at this point, it's not a weak. I don't honestly, I haven't really focused on him all that much. But we spend so much time talking about Chubb and Hunt and Landry and OBJ that. You forget that Hooper and um, Injoku are not the. I mean, at this point, Injoku's half, halfway out the door, anyways, and I feel okay with it. We could flip him. He could probably be some trade bait, right? Like, sure. He wants out. Cool. We'll do him a solid. We'll get him out of here. Maybe we flip Injoku in a fifth for a safety or something. I don't safety know. Safety or a linebacker. I'd or be something. fine with it. Yeah. So, yeah, Harrison Bryant on National Tight End Day, uh, <laughs> which I had no idea what thing, but it's, yeah, spectacular. Shout out. Um, he, uh, he, he had himself and I tell you what, I know that he's uh, unhappy and, and wants out himself, but Njoku had a spectacular Man, hell grab. Of a catch, spectacular catch for fantastic a throw, fantastic catch. I mean, that was a dime and a half. The DB could not have played that any better. No. And, and yeah. Baker still fitted in there. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy to catch. me is Baker's touchdowns went to three of them went to tight ends. One went to a running back and the other went to Donovan Peoples Jones. Yep. Think of like well, what, again, who was left, right? Again, Hobie, yeah. Higgins and Landry, and right? Higgins, Beckham, Landry. basically the receivers. Beckham, Beckham went out on the first uh, off the first pass play of the game. Uh, Landry is, you know, he's gutting it out there. Um, so yeah, I mean Higgins, Peoples Jones, and the tight ends and Hunt. Mm-hmm. What you but just mentioned, Ryan, is is exactly why this performance by Baker Mayfield cannot be understated. Yes. 
I mean, she did this all without, you know, with a half healthy Jarvis Landry and no Odell Beckham. You're down. You were down. Your this is like, like before the game, you knew you were down. Your top running back, your top tight end. After the first offensive pass play, you were down your best wide receiver. So for essentially the whole game, you were down your best wide out, your best tight end, and your best running back. And we put up 37 points, and Baker threw five touchdowns. Like, seriously. I, And, okay, I get it. This doesn't solve all the, all the warts that, you know, Baker's developed over the last year and a half. But for this week, people hating on Baker Mayfield, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. For well, a week. I don't want to hear you. Right. And there's, like you said, there is still plenty of valid criticism. Oh, he started he, 0 for 5. Okay, right. well, then he went 22 of 23 for the rest of the game. Is that okay for you? Yeah. With a spike. Yeah. Well, yeah, I tell you, if any other quarterback goes 23, uh, 22 of 23 with uh, five touchdowns right. in any stretch of a game, yeah. people are going to lose their mind. I mean, if that's a Patrick Mahone stat line, right. or t- it's national news. If that's an Aaron Rodgers stat line, it's national. If that's Lamar Jackson, it's national news. Like, okay, right. yes. Baker has issues in various areas. What quarterback doesn't? He had an absolute remarkable bounce-back game, and, right. I, and I love yeah. it for him, especially considering how terrifying it looked to begin with. Ugh. It was it was immediately was, flashbacks to last after year, After the like first quarter, I was getting ready to come on this show today, assuming we had that continued after the first quarter and we lost the game of basically mea culpa uh, to you guys saying that I don't know if I can continue to defend him. Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't think it, it would have been unfair. It was looking that bleak. The yeah. second half of the Colts game, the entire Steelers game, and then through the first quarter of this Bengals game, every single bad habit, bad decision-making tendency that he's that he had last year had started showing themselves again. But I'll, I'll tell you what, not even to Baker's credit, but uh, Alex Van Pelt and Kevin Stefanski, for them, when OBJ got out, uh, essentially completely revamping the offensive game plan, um, putting – I mean, you have to. If OBJ leaves a game, like, you have to change up what you're what you're going to do for the game. And they did it on the fly. Baker adjusted to it, played a hell of a game the last three quarters of the game. And like I said, he is 100% the reason why we won this football game today. Mm-hmm. There's there's no other – I mean, you can talk about how, how well Higgins played, how well Bryant played, but – you know, somebody's the somebody's got to get that those guys the ball. Right. This isn't like OBJ against Dallas when you're pitching him the ball in the backfield and he's making 17 guys miss on his way to scoring the game winning touchdown. Like they had to have somebody get them the ball, and Baker put it on the money consistently after the first quarter was over. Well, there is one thing that we haven't mentioned. For the love of Captain Crunch, can we? Get some love for the offensive line. There we go. Yes. They there were we go. freaking awesome Fantastic. today. Fantastic. Baker was not under hardly any pressure no. at any point in the, the game. Only, the only time I remember him getting pressured was when we talked about that last drive on that first play. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that was pretty much it. Now in the run game, it was a little, it was a little touch and go. Um, you know, Hunt didn't break off. He he had a few runs of ten to twelve, but for the most part, they kept him under wraps for the most part. Um, but yeah. I mean, the offensive line was fantastic, and um, you know, hopefully, it'll be buoyed even more next week. Uh, hopefully, getting Wyatt Teller back. That's a, that'll be a big pickup again. Man, we get Wyatt Teller back and Nick Chubb back. Think about. I was gonna say, think about what happens. How after much the more bye physical week. the team's gonna be oh, again when it'll those guys great. are in there? I mean, you go back to how it was against Washington and Dallas. Because then you, know? you take you take the pre- you take the pressure off Kareem Hunt, 
and he be he becomes the uh, second best third down back in, or he becomes the best third down back once again in the NFL once Chubb comes back. And then you're just going to have Wyatt Teller just mauling guys again like he was before. And, you know, Chris Hubbard's done a decent job the last few weeks, but it's, you know, it's obvious that there's a bit of a gap there. But despite of all of the injuries, good teams are able to deal with injuries. Good teams are able to have a next man up mentality. You know, and even during the game, you know, Wyatt Teller being out, obviously we knew that was going to be the case. You know, the backup was going to be on there. But, you know, Beckham goes out first passing play of the game. You're Higgins or Peoples Jones. You know, what's your response to that? Are you ready to go? Yeah. Boom. They had great games. Huge today. shout out to Higgins, man. He was awesome. Awesome today. Six catches, 110 yards. Um, all right, so moving forward, we've got the we got the Vegas Raiders next week at home and then the bye week. How are we feeling about uh, the game next week? Again, it's a swing game. Uh, the Raiders are a decent team. Uh, it's it's one that the Browns certainly can't just show up and win. Uh, but the Browns are three and zero at home. I, I, you know, I feel pretty optimistic after this game. I, I think the Browns win that game. Six and two, man. It would be great. Six and two. It would be great, and this will surprise no one. I think we lose this game. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I know – so the Raiders, first of all, they're currently losing to the Bucks. It's uh, 21-10. Looks yeah. like it's early in the uh, – it just kicked off the second half not all that long ago. So they're not dead in the water, um, but they're losing. The Bucks are a really good team. What's what's the uh, what's Vegas's record right now? They're three and two. So okay. if they lose this game, they'll be five hundred. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they handled a team like the Chiefs, and and right. it, it's interesting because they've lost more games than you would have expected that out of a team that you know knocked off the Super Bowl champs and yep. and the prohibitive favorites to go back. Um, I just. They're one of those I, teams that's impossible to bet on. Right. Yeah, I would definitely not like – Very Jekyll and Hyde. I would not put a lot of money on that game for sure. I just don't think – the problem is our defense is so suspect. Even when we get the right Baker Mayfield to show up, we're just too dang suspect on, on defense. And we barely beat the Bengals. Yeah, we that, that's kind of what it comes down to is yeah. if we – if. Miles Garrett can only do so much. He had a great game, and it still was, you know, right. not enough to to put this thing away and have right. a comfortable victory. So, I, I see it being another game that was like the Cowboys, like this Bengals game, like the first Bengals game. I could really just see it. It's going to be a, another high scoring, way too stressful game. And I think that our we only have so many lives, and I think we run out this week. Okay, I mean, I could see that. I mean, like you said, if if the, if the Raiders team that played the Chiefs shows up, we're probably going to lose. Um, so we'll see. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, the Raiders are in a weird spot. They basically practiced all week without their starting offensive line. Right. Um, I don't know if any of those guys are playing today. I would assume not. But um, you would think they'll, they'll probably get those guys back next week. Um, They're effectively getting a bye week this week, as yeah. it turns out. I uh, – If this game was going to be and and again this is also weird saying this because there's no fans or hardly any fans. If this game was being played in Vegas, I don't think the Browns win. I think the Browns win because this game's being played in Cleveland next week. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's going to be another close game. I don't think our defense is going to allow us to blow any teams out, you know, even when we play right. the Giants and the Jets. I we're just that bad on defense right now. That I, I can't see us like like blowing a team out. So it's going to be close. 
Um, but uh, I think Baker with a, with uh, with a lot more confidence that he got from this game today uh, is going to be sharp next week. And uh, you know we'll see. You know the the, the national narrative this week is going to be like we talked about. Oh, is is Baker a better quarterback without OBJ because he he doesn't feel compelled to try and force the ball to him and all that. Um, I, you can make the case for it the way he played after OBJ went out, um, and we're going to see that next week. So, if Baker is, if Baker builds off of this game today, I think we beat the Raiders. Dan, you made a really good point a little bit ago because the Browns' defense away from home this season has been downright pathetic. Yeah. They've, they've given up thirty, I think, thirty-four points at least in every game they've played on the road this season. Oof. Oy. Just terrible. Not good. What do you see, Steve? Uh, what for a score prediction? Just the game. Uh, the Browns are going to win. They're going to go six and two. Yeah. Oh yeah, you said that already. Yeah. Yeah. So two against one, Ryan. Well, fine. Hey, I guess I say it every week. I feel like I pick against the Browns the most. I will happily be wrong all day yeah, long. Right? I will be happy as a clam to be eating my words. Yeah. So. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's go around the NFL and check out uh, how other games went in the 1 o'clock window and how games are going right now. Well, we'll go back to Thursday. And, again, the theme that I discussed ah, earlier right. was uh, teams that lose close games, bad teams, not making plays at the end of the games. Perfect week for this theme. Uh, it started Thursday night. The Giants had an 11-point lead on the Eagles with six minutes left. They completely just – uh, forgot how to play defense in the last six minutes of the game. Carson Wentz, a couple touchdown throws late. Eagles won at 22-21. to 21. They are now in first place in the NFC East at 2-4-1. I was going to say it. 2-4-1. That, the Eagles, it, I, I would I would put money on the Eagles, but it's likely going to come down to the Eagles. And, uh, and I the mean, fo- heck, The football team, probably. Yeah, honestly, I, I would put more stuff. Well, one, I mean, Washington manhandled. I'll let you get to them here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Cowboys um, here. But holy crap, they're in second place. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, the, the football team looked great today. They completely manhandled the Cowboys uh, physically. I, they they win that game 25-3. to three. Uh, Dallas certainly looks like they are just uh, almost in tank mode at this point. Andy Dalton is a disaster. Um, he got his bell rung on a dirty play by John Bostic, too. That was oh, awful. Geez. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, Washington 2-5, and five, but if you're them, you're thinking, hey, you know what? Who knows? They're also 2-0 and oh in the division, I think. No, 2-1. and one. They, are, they gave the Giants their one last oh, week yeah. when they didn't make the two-point conversion at the end of the game. They'd actually be looking really good right now if they converted that. Here's a – and I know you're going to talk about this, but I wanted to say it before. Uh, Cam Newton at the half right now, 4 of 8, 30 yards, 2 interceptions. Nice. Yeah, uh, there's there's going to be some talk about. I that. told you, I told you, I felt bad about picking picking the uh, <laughs> the Patriots. Boy, they stink. At any rate, well, you mentioned them. We might as well just go right there. Uh, the 49ers, get this, they have played three games on the East Coast this year and four at home. No games in between, so it's either a wow. really long trip or, or or at home. But they're two and zero on the East Coast so far this year. It looks like they're going to make it three and zero because they are up twenty three to three on the Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo and his return to New England, uh, his team's looking amazing right now. And yeah. turn the light that's out on the Patriots. They just look like they oh, do they're going to fall two and four. Uh, they just got beat by Denver, who's not very good. I mean, I mean they've had a lot working against them this year. Uh, they had about five defensive starters opt out because of uh, COVID before the season started. Um, Cam got COVID, so he missed like he missed a game and missed like two weeks of practice. They had to shut their practice facility down like 
three separate times over the last couple of weeks. So they've gotten the they've gotten the uh, the short end of the stick as far as uh, coronavirus and uh, all that stuff's going. World's smallest violin for the Patriots. It's about time. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not. Luck. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm. I. I'm not saying that they don't deserve it. You know what's going to make me sick though is when they end up with a top three or top five pick and end oh, up getting Trevor it. Lawrence. Don't they're going to they're going to do a Golden State Warriors. I don't know if they're going to be that bad. I think they are. I really do. I don't well, know. Well, what here, well, here's the thing. Do you think the Jets have two wins in them? No, I definitely don't think that. There's no way the Patriots are going to get the number one overall pick. Yeah. I, I'd put money on that, but I could see them in the bottom three or five if they keep this kind of crap up. I mean, I mean, yeah. the 49ers are not a great team right now, not because they're a bad team, but they're just so hurt. Yeah, they're, they're banged up. They're a banged yeah. up team, and so not, not a, a disrespect to Niners because when healthy, they're a formidable team. They're just not very healthy right now. So the Patriots are going to end up with like a top, I don't know, four, five, six pick, and they could flip that and they'll package that together and go get Trevor Lawrence, and they're going to be good for another – Friggin' fifteen just, years, and I'm gonna hate it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't see how they end up with Trevor Lawrence. I but just, that's, I guess, they, but they will. I guess Bill, Belichick and his black magic will uh, yeah, somehow some kind of. But here's the thing. Selling I, of his Here's soul. the thing, though. Like, I'm convinced that the Jets are gonna have the the first pick, and whether they trade it or not, I know one thing for a fact: they're not trading the number one pick to the New England Patriots. That's no, a good point. Never. Okay, so that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, it would it would take. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know what it would take. But yeah, they're not very good right now. But I, I can't see them like going like two and fourteen or three and thirteen. I just can't see the bottom falling out. Speaking of the Jets, they are still winless. And do any of you know who Tyler Bass is? Nope. Field goal kicker for the Bills. Six field goals today. Wow. Eighteen to ten in the Bills over the Jets. Um, that was actually eighteen unanswered, if you can believe that, because the Jets had a ten nothing lead in that game. Crazy. But, uh, so the Jets had a ten nothing lead in that game. The Bills didn't score a touchdown and won the game by more than a touchdown. <laughs> How about that? Spectacular. How about that? That is spectacular. That is such a Browns line from two from three years ago. It's unbelievable. How, like, listen to that. The Jets went out to a 10-0 lead. Their defense didn't give up a touchdown, and they lost by more than a touchdown. Which means you need six drives. You need at least half the game minimum. Yeah. I need more than that to be able to do that. Unreal. I, Crazy. So Buffalo is still looking pretty good. They're five and two. Five and two. Um, Houston, we mentioned earlier. Yeah, not a good day for them. Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers. They go down to Houston. Yeah, just it was have I, a field day. After the way they played last week, this was definitely a get right game for uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Thirty-five to twenty. The Packers a win today. Just the one defeat, of course, from last week. They're right back on track. Um, you come down to some of the. The bigger games uh, on paper in the one o'clock window: Steelers versus the Titans. Steelers built up a huge lead in this game and nearly coughed it up. Um, the Titans ultimately fall short, though, twenty-seven to twenty-four. This was a pair of five and O teams. The Steelers are now six and O, and the only team in the league to have more wins than the Browns. Doesn't that just figure? <laughs> That's yep. right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Enough about that. Um, Good game in New Orleans today. The The Panthers and the Saints went back and forth a bunch of times, but uh, the Saints landed the final blow. They end up winning this game 27-24. to It was a good day of passing for both Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Saints just get the better of Carolina. Carolina, I believe, is now f- under 500, actually, which is kind of harsh for them. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans. They've been uh, one of the surprising teams this year. There were a lot of people that were saying Carolina was going to be, like, real bad. Yeah. Well, it looked like yeah. it the first two weeks, but, uh, uh, yeah. They Credit came to Matt Rule, man. Well. 
Um, and then, isn't this just, again, going back to the theme originally, teams not making plays and, and being choke <laughs> artists. <laughs> the Lions have had a pretty brutal history of giving up games at the very end, but the shoe was on the other foot today as they were in Atlanta. And Atlanta, now this is really interesting. Four, 16 to 14, Atlanta's got the ball deep in Lions territory. Lions are out of timeouts, I believe. And they score to go up 22 to 16. They hit the two-point conversion as well. But they could have conceivably not gone into the end zone. They could have just kicked the field goal and locked off 17-16. Yep. Instead, the Lions get the extra possession. They go down the field, and with three seconds left, Matthew Stafford finds TJ Hawkinson for for a walk-off touchdown. That's crazy. Falcons, again, find a way to lose. It's just uncanny, some of these teams. I swear, it's unbelievable. Crazy. So 23-22, the Lions now have three wins, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 500. Yeah. Three and three. Not too bad for them. Yeah. They're a team I keep picking against in the points, and I keep getting burned. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I lost that game on the literally the final play, which, by the way, we didn't discuss this in the Browns game today. Oh, God. Cody Parkey with the missed extra point late. That cost all of us covering that game, and a whole yep. bunch of people who are betting on the Browns are probably very unhappy with Cody Parkey right yep. now. Yep. Yep. First, yep. Mi- first, uh, first miss on the Cody counter all year. Yeah. Hashtag oh. Parkey's pot. Posse was not happy with that one. Yeah. I mean, we'll take it being five and two, but yeah. that would have been a tough one to swallow. Yeah, let's hope, let's, money let's hope, let's hope uh, that's the one miss he gets out no, of the system. No more doinks. Get yeah. the doinks out now. Yeah. He's, He's already have, had one of those. Yeah, it actually but, was good. but it went in. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> well, t- I'll take those all day. It's yeah. the double doinks. No double I think it was Caro Santos who said, you know, doinks off of the upright while, like, in Brazil, where he's from, those are the most beautiful goals. So like uh, yeah right go he, he thought well that's a great kick as right. long as it goes in it's all good um, going to the four o'clock window now uh, Ryan you mentioned this one earlier the Buccaneers are now up twenty four to ten on Las Vegas um, yeah, they seem to be hitting their stride looking maybe. pretty yeah the Buccaneers are looking pretty strong the right Bucks, now uh, last or they spanked the Packers last week yeah that was gnarly that was not that was that was a, that was a full on ass whooping yeah yeah. Tampa would go to five and two if they were able to hold on to this game. Uh, the Raiders would drop to three and three, and it would have to be a heck of a comeback for the Raiders to, to make it back to this point. It's about halfway through the third quarter. Um, in the department of well, that's no surprise. The Chiefs twenty four to nine over the Broncos at half. Uh, the Broncos are just bad, and I don't even care what their record is. They just they're, they're just one of those teams. Up, that Snow wonder, game though. Yeah, going on in Denver today. This this Crazy. is kind of a fun game for the players. Four I mean, inches if of you snow can, today in Denver. If you can consider under twenty degrees, huh. I don't know if that's fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, in the place where it's not snowing, the L.A. Chargers are up sixteen to fourteen on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, that's that might be from the department of who cares that game. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's um, the the one in five Jags versus the one in four Chargers. That's the Power fat House. porn game of the week. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More oh so God. than Bill's Jets. <laughs> Never heard that before. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty hard to beat out any game involving the Jets in that right. department. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that one probably does. Oh, God. Going to Sunday night, good one tonight. The Seahawks, 5-0, and going up against the Arizona Cardinals at 4-2. and Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, game. The, if Arizona wins this game, you really got to start taking them seriously. True. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could make that case already, but certainly if they win this game tonight, 
Uh, Seattle wins it. They would go to six and zero. They would join Pittsburgh as the only other team at six and zero. And then if you go to Monday night, um, and the Brian, only other team with more wins than the Browns. Ryan, you mentioned this team as being the other one besides the Browns. You wonder how in the world they have five wins already. I don't get it. The Chicago Bears, oh, who are hell. five and one, uh, go out Big to Dick Nick. Seriously. They go out to SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams, who are four and two. That's another. That's a big swing game for both of those teams. I mean, if the Bears win that one, they go six and one. Good lord. I mean, I mean, there have been teams that have started six and one and not made the playoffs, but I mean, you have to really screw up for, from there. With there being seven spots in each conference this year, I mean that that's you have to have a historic like a calamity collapse to not make the playoffs starting six and one. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how tough the rest of their schedule is. I know they play in a okay division, like the Packers, are the only other good team in their division. But um, yeah, it's it'd be really tough. Like like let's say this: if the Browns beat the Raiders next week and they six and two into the bye week, if the Browns don't make the playoffs starting six and two, uh, you know, I'm gonna be at my wits end. Well, that yeah, because that would mean out of Houston and Philly and Jacksonville and both New both York teams, giant, yeah. we lose multiple of those games. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, even if you assume we lose the Steelers and the and the Ravens again, right? And Tennessee, frankly. Yeah. I mean that that's five losses. So, you know, we would have oh to lose God. two or three of those other games. We go eleven and five. Think, I'm going to lose my mind. I think the path for that to happen. You know would what's, be You know if, what? You know what? Too. If we go eleven and five, we're most likely going to be the seven seed. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to be the third team out of our division, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How crazy is well, that? Well, that would mean, we, well, I mean, we'd probably finish sixth unless if one of the other Oh, six, that's right. From, six, from the other. yeah, yeah. You're right. Six. I mean, if Vegas were to beat us out or Miami were to beat us out or something crazy like that. but Which, actually, I hope we finish sixth because that means we probably, although, well, I don't know. Third, it's, that would mean either Tennessee or Kansas City, probably, as it stands now. Maybe Pittsburgh. I would, yeah. One, no, two, I, or I was, three would be tough sledding. I mean, it'd be yeah. better to finish fifth for sure. Yeah, Kansas City. I mean, the top three are going to be Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh, most likely. And I mean, you can throw Tennessee in there too, but well, either Baltimore or Pittsburgh would be going to right. the wild card. Oh, so even, I'm getting, we're getting, I'm getting way too ahead of ourselves. Here, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Playoffs. Yeah, we got to be able to handle like average teams. Like, that's so, a good discussion to be right. having, though. Yeah, honestly, yeah. The Love fact that it. we're having that discussion, it's October usually 25th. By, usually by week seven, we're talking about who we're going to draft. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how I you. feel about the NFL draft and talking about it in October makes me want to yeah. puke. Hey, it's in Cleveland ne- next next year. Hopefully uh, COVID can get his ass up out of here so we can actually go enjoy it. Hopefully we're God. picking like 23rd. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I'd love it. Hopefully we're picking 32nd. Oh, well, I mean, you know. Go big or go home, man. I could be a millionaire tomorrow, too. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had that. I got to get that sound boy down there. Um, Yeah. Is that it? Is that that the uh, that is everything? That is the the lay of the land. And we kind of just went over what the AFC looks like right now. Yeah. You know, with Pittsburgh, uh, Kansas City, Tennessee being your top three. Buffalo right now holding the fourth seed. It's pretty much a given that whoever wins the AFC East is going to be the fourth seed. So, yeah. It, you know, it'll be tough for the Browns to try to get over either Pittsburgh or Baltimore, but huge incentive if they're able to do so because it would make the wild card game a heck of a lot easier. Absolutely. So, all righty. Well, that, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we are celebrating another Browns win. If you're listening to this, uh, on Monday, happy victory Monday, Browns fans out there. 
And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. And uh, after next week, we're going to have a week off because of the bye week. I said we would do the show win, lose, or draw. I didn't say bye. So <laughs> we'll be taking a week off after next week. But we will be back with you next week uh, to recap the Browns-Raiders game. Hopefully another Browns win. Uh, shout out to Baker Mayfield for his great performance today. Suck it to all you Baker Mayfield haters. At least for this week, uh, you can go uh, uh, dig a ditch and jump in it. So for Ryan and Steve, I'm Dan. You can follow us on uh, social media at the LOTL podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Go Browns. Bye.